Hey, it's Jennifer from the Honest Ugly Podcast, and the honest, ugly truth is that many of us are not living the life we truly want. As creative visionaries, we have dreams, ideas, and aspirations, but we rarely follow through on them. Let's stop procrastinating and doubting ourselves. In this podcast, we'll explore the real, raw truths behind the struggles of following through on our creative visions and uncover practical tips and strategies to help us take action and follow through on the good works we were created to do. We can experience the peace and freedom that comes with living out our creative potential and being more productive. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, hey, hey guys. So I've heard the words ADHD my whole life. Well, those those aren't words, they're letters, I guess. But Never were those letters spoken to me as if it was my struggle. Those letters were always for the different kids, not the different kids, but different kids, not me. But looking back, it all makes sense now. I wish I had had that awareness that I had some of those symptoms when I was younger. But now that I am aware, I can totally set myself up for success so I can stay in a place of peace while also being productive. Because we know that people that struggle with ADHD symptoms are oftentimes unfocused and chaotic and all over the place. And although I have functioned well and God has blessed my efforts in in those struggles, I don't want to live in that place. I want to live in a place of peace and productivity and efficiency. But today, a question for you. Have you ever heard about the belief that there's a link between ADHD and creativity? I had never heard that. It never even crossed my mind. Now, the link between ADHD and creativity isn't cut and dry. It's actually pretty difficult to to find a precise statistic on the number of highly creative people who have ADHD symptoms. I've actually studied up on it a little bit to try to find a statistic for us here for this episode, but it's really hard to nail down because ADHD people have very different symptoms from each other, and they can have different severities and degrees of those symptoms. Now, I did find some research that suggested that there may be a higher prevalence of ADHD among people who are highly creative. In one study I read that was published in the Journal of Creative Behavior, It found that people with ADHD were more likely to work in creative professions and they were more likely to have a history of creative achievements than people who didn't have ADHD. I read another study that I found in the Journal of Attention Disorders and it found that children with ADHD were more likely to exhibit high levels of creativity compared to other children at their same developmental level. So, does that mean that all highly creative people have ADHD? No, it doesn't mean that. And it doesn't mean that everyone with ADHD symptoms are highly creative. But what it does mean for us here today, for this episode, is that if you're highly creative and you are having a hard time focusing on everything you're responsible for getting done because you're wanting to focus on your creative outlets that you actually like better instead of that boring stuff that you have to get done, well, I have some encouragement for you. First of all, I want you to know that I consider myself highly creative. And I also struggle with being all over the place. My natural tendency is for my mind to wander and for me to get distracted and forget what I was supposed to be focusing on. 
I seem to be in motion a lot. I always like moving, just fidgeting and moving. I talk with my hands. I'm just always moving. I'm pretty impulsive. I can be hyperactive in my attention. Well, let's just say that if I'm supposed to be giving my attention to something, but it's not really important to me, then I can forget to give it attention. And if I'm giving something attention that is important to me, but I get distracted, I can also forget to give what was important to me attention. So here's an example. This morning, I was making notes for this podcast episode because that was my focus goal for today. But the dog is over there licking himself. I don't know if you have a dog and I don't know if you realize the noise that that entails, but it it completely grosses me out and it distracts me. So I say, Duke, stop licking yourself. It's gross. And instead of my brain going right back to my episode notes, I picked up my phone and I scrolled through Instagram until I remembered that my goal and the task that I was in the middle of this morning was to write my episode notes for this for this so I could record it. I don't know how I got so distracted just because a dog's licking himself that my brain goes to Instagram instead of back to the task. But that is the kind of chaos that's the story of my life every single day. I have to intentionally set myself up for success if I want to see anything or any project, any goal through to completion. So I did what I should have done before I sat down to do my notes. I took my phone out of the room and I put the dog outside because removing distractions for me is the key sometimes for me accomplishing the task that I want to get accomplished. Now, people who don't struggle with focus, they might tell you, just try harder, that you need to concentrate, that it's your responsibility to not let yourself become distracted. Well, I get it. And that's easy for those people to say. It's not a struggle for them. But for us, for us who actually really do have a difficult time with all the outer and inner stimulation we're we're bombarded with, Removing distractions and setting intentions are the keys to both peace and productivity in our lives. If you're highly creative, then not only do you have the dog licking himself and the AC turning on and the dishwasher beeping and the train noise in the background, but you have the 15 million creative ideas you want to tackle all at once firing off in your brain. It is a lot. And I want you people that resonate with this to hear me today. I understand. I get the struggle. But we don't have to let that struggle be our excuse for not being responsible to both the boring stuff and the creative stuff we love. We can set ourselves up to get stuff done without all the chaos. So today, five quick tips to help you focus first thing in the morning. Because the tone of our day is set first thing in the morning. Well, actually, the tone of our morning can really be set the night before, but that's a different episode. So first tip for today for your morning focus. Establish a morning routine. One of the most effective ways to help us creative all-over-the-place individuals focus is to establish a consistent morning routine. Make it simple, guys. Make it easy to follow. It needs to provide clear structure for you every morning. This is going to reduce the number of decisions you need to make. It will help you stay focused and productive. And it will set the tone for your day where you can feel more at peace 
instead of feeling like you're always rushing in this chaotic, hurried pace that makes you frantic, like you're playing catch up all day. Guys, I have an ideal morning routine that works really well for me. And when I stick to it, my entire day flows much better. And I get a lot of stuff done without becoming distracted. It's easier to stay in a place of inner peace. And I'm way more productive when I stick to my schedule, when I stick to my routine. But when I don't keep my morning routine, I feel scattered. I feel chaotic. And I really am all over the place. When I get distracted and veer off this routine, guys, I cannot seem to focus or get my pinball brain under control enough to get anything done all day long. It takes my mind so long to focus on one thing. And if I get distracted, it just it doesn't automatically go back to what I was working on. But a morning routine or like, oh, actually a morning routine that you actually stick to will be a huge help to us. So the second tip, use a visual schedule. This can be as simple as a list of to-dos on a post-it note. Post-it notes have helped me accomplish more in life than one would think. Now, I do have my morning routine down pretty well in my head. I've done it so long that I can do it without a lot of thought. But if it's not written down on some days, I sometimes forget what the heck I'm doing when I wake up. Yeah, I know that sounds ridiculous, but if I don't write it on a post-it note, when I have a million other things, like maybe new things or new distractions come into my mind, if I don't have it written on a post-it note, I don't get it done. So yeah, sometimes my post-it note says, wash face, brush teeth, feed dogs, start the laundry, go to the gym, shower. Now, do I need to be reminded to do any of those things? No, actually, I will get every single one of those things done every day. But the deal is, if I don't have a reminder that I want to tackle those things in a short period of time, I can I can just get all over the place. I might start the laundry at 3 p.m. instead of 7 a.m. I might work out later, you know, at some point, and I might get a shower in, maybe. Do you see my point, guys? I, I need some structure to guide my actions. So for you guys who are on it and you've got, you know, you just get your stuff done without much issue, this is going to sound ridiculous. But you know what? I just want you guys to be thankful. Be glad your brain functions in a way less chaotic way than some of us other people. I really don't know what else to tell you, but for the rest of us, guys, just use as many visual schedules and reminders as possible. There's even a reminder in my laundry room and it says, God, help me accept my portion and be thankful. Yes, I even need reminders to slow down and be grateful or I might forget because I'm trying to remember what it was I was supposed to be remembering to get done. Oh yeah, I know what it was. Buy food for the kids so they don't starve. Y'all, y'all get it, right? The struggle, it's real. My brain can be all over the place. So we touched on the third tip above, but eliminate distractions. Whatever distracts you from the task at hand, just eliminate it for the moment. Now, if you have toddlers, you obviously cannot eliminate that distraction. But you know what I mean, guys. If you can't read five pages of a book without looking at your phone, I'm not saying get rid of your phone completely. I'm just saying put your phone in a different room. I'm just saying eliminate the temptation to be distracted if it's something that you can get out of your 
eye or your mind, like get out of your place where you might be distracted. Just put it away. Um, clean up the clutter, whatever it is you have to do to eliminate distraction so you can focus. Do that. It's going to help you tremendously. The fourth tip to help us stay focused in the morning is to break tasks into smaller steps or batch your work. Now, for creatives and people with focus issues, big picture stuff can actually be really hard to tackle. It's just overwhelming. But when we break it down into smaller steps or batch your work, okay, so what do I mean by batch your work? Well, for me, in the morning especially, I batch my work maybe by room. For example, the dog food is in the laundry room. So when I feed the dogs, I go ahead and start the laundry because I'm already in that room. Whatever needs to be done in that room, in the laundry room, my oils are there. I might put my oils on, start the laundry. Um, Whatever else needs to be done in that room, I go ahead and tackle it while I'm in there. Now, that doesn't always work for me. I might batch by task. So instead of cleaning the entire bathroom at once before moving on to the next bathroom, like some of you, you know, normal people might do, I personally might clean every toilet in the house. And then I might go clean every single mirror. And then I might clean the showers. But heck, I might not even do those all in one day. I might clean every toilet in the house on a Monday. And then I might clean every mirror in the house on a Thursday. But I get them all done at once, okay? (laughs) So whatever works for your brain, well, I like to say, let's see how much we can get done in as short as time as possible. Now, I don't do this so I can be busy. I do this so I can create more free time for myself. And having structure and getting crap done that I don't really like to do gives me more time to do the things I actually enjoy doing. Now, for creatives, I know structure is going to be hard for you because you feel like it stifles your creativity. But I can tell you from experience that structure gives you more freedom. Structure gives you more white space on your calendar so you can do more of what you love. So last but not least, a tip for today. Well, obviously, they're tips for today. I have no idea why that just came out of my mouth. But last but not least is the fifth tip for today. Okay, use positive reinforcement. We've heard this all of our lives probably And I'm not always good at this one because, remember, I'm all over the place. So even with things like celebrating myself, I'm all over the place. Sometimes I put acorns in a jar when I accomplish tasks. And I celebrate when the jar's filled up. Other times I just speak life-giving words over myself. Sometimes I just go sit in the sunshine and think about what creative thing I can come up with next. But here, the, the positive reinforcement today I want to share is that whatever encourages you to keep showing up to life, to keep celebrating your daily actions, whatever helps you create an atmosphere of peace, whatever helps you be productive and efficient, celebrate that and do more of that. Do more of what works and do less of what doesn't work. So if things are bringing you chaos and stress and frantic tension and energy, See how you can stop doing things that way and create new structures and habits in your life that bring more peace and productivity and creativity and this sense of creating the day that you want instead of letting the day happen to you that you can respond to life instead of react to everything that comes up. 
That's all I have for you guys today. Go create something. Or at least get a post-it note and write down five things you're going to tackle in the next hour. I'll talk to you guys soon. As a personal life coach, I'm here to help you break free from the cycle of delaying your ideal life and to start taking action on your creative visions. If you want more accountability, practical tips, and challenges to help you show up to the good works you were created to do, be sure to follow my Instagram at jen.nifer.kindle. And as always, I encourage you to take action today, right now. Whether that means doing a headstand, walking your dog, or creating something new, do something. And be sure to tag me on social so I can cheer you on. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep creating, keep growing, and keep showing up for yourself.